This is Rabbi Yonatan Yudrin, and welcome to the Sparks from the Fire Torah Podcast, brought to you by the RRG Beit Midrash, the spiritual home for Hebrew University students on campus. Parshat Vayikra, a burning desire to be close. V'kirbo uchra'av yirchatz b'mayim, v'iktira kohen et akol hamizbacha. Its entrails and legs shall be washed with water, and the priest shall turn the whole into smoke on the altar as a burnt offering, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord. The time has come to open the third book of the Torah, Vayikra, and at first glance it seems quite different from the narratives of the first two books. Unlike Bereshit, which opens up with the creation of the world, or Shemot, which opens up with the evil decree of the Egyptians against the Israelites, Vayikra opens up with instructions for performing animal sacrifices. And the instructions are quite graphic. We are presented with detailed descriptions of numerous types of animals being slaughtered, blood being sprinkled all over the altar, the removal of dead animals' innards, and pieces or whole animals being burned on the altar. And if that weren't enough, we're told that the smell of burning flesh of the animal is actually quite pleasing to God. Just to be fully transparent, I'm the type of guy who has to lie down when I give blood. I can cut up a chicken for Shabbat, but anything more than that, and I start to get a little bit queasy. So as I'm reading about the different types of sacrifices, the two voluntary sacrifices, the Ola and the Shalem, as well as the two obligatory sacrifices, the Chatat and the Asham, I try not to imagine too many of the details. No offense intended, but I just find it gory and honestly a little bit gross. Beyond that, I find it very difficult to connect to animal sacrifice as a spiritual endeavor or worship. And I know I'm not the only one. So we have to dig a little bit deeper to find meaning and relevance as we read these parshiot. In The Guide for the Perplexed, the Rambam explains that offering sacrifices was the prevalent form of worship during the Israelites' imprisonment in Egypt. So when God took Am Yisrael out of Egypt, instead of forbidding sacrifices, God allowed them to continue these offerings. But instead of them offering sacrifices to foreign gods, they would instead make these sacrifices to the God of Israel. The most interesting and radical implication of the Rambam is that sacrifices had no intrinsic importance. They were only being used as a tool for God to redirect the Israelites' idolatrous tendencies towards the God of Israel. The Rambam is helpful to us modern readers. The reason we can't relate to the sacrifices is because, thankfully, we don't come from an idolatrous culture. But it brings up other issues. One we'll touch on here, and one we'll leave for another time. If the sacrifices don't have intrinsic importance, what about the future temple, in which the Rambam himself teaches that there will be animal sacrifices? That one we'll leave aside for now. The more personal, intimate question is what we can gain as modern readers of this text. Beyond a snapshot of the ancient ritual that served as the basis for divine worship in a world long gone, what does it teach us today? Rabbi Tzadok Akon of Lublin, one of the great Hasidic masters from the 19th century, 
says that we learn an essential lesson in our personal divine service from this Rambam, the importance of desire. He teaches that the essential aspect of prayer is the desire to come close to God. God doesn't need our prayers, nor does God want us to mumble through our prayers with no intention. God desires our desire. The same is true of animal sacrifices. God is not nourished through these offerings. The Rambam teaches us that the importance of the sacrifices was not the sacrifices themselves. Their importance was in their expression of desire to come close to God. The Hebrew word for sacrifice, korban, which also means to come close, teaches this as well. So as we open the book of Vayikra and read through the various sacrifices, we can imagine more than the flesh and blood. We can meditate on the flames of the altar, which were commanded to keep burning at all times. And just as the fire for God on the altar must never stop burning, so too we can hope and pray that our inner desire to come close to the divine always burns brightly. But what do you think? Are there other ways to relate to the sacrifices for us today? Or do they seem like an antiquated ritual whose time has long passed? I'd love to hear your answers or comments on our Facebook page, RRG Bait Midrash, or on our Instagram page, RRG Bait. In addition, if you want to sponsor a class in memory of or in honor of a loved one, shoot me an email at info at rrgbaitmidrash.org. A big thanks to Yosef Gutman-Levitt for the use of his song, HaYehudi HaKadosh. If you enjoyed, please subscribe to Sparks from the Fire wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a positive rating and be sure to share. I'm Rabbi Yonatan Yudrin, and thanks so much for listening.